We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS MLB Pod Wednesday edition, folks. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined once again by John McKechnie, and we're coming at you on September 13. John, the month of September looks like it will have a little, li- very little drama in terms of division standings, with most of the uh, uh, first place seedings already decided. But we can certainly talk about streaks. There's a 20-game winner for Cleveland and an 11-game loser that was snapped for Los Angeles last night. Both are atypical for teams that are in first place. Uh, the Cubbies are another team that seems to have regressed in their last 10. What do you make of the current status of these teams and uh, and these streaks? Well, the, the Cubs have sort of just ebbed and flowed throughout the year where it's like, oh, are they back? Are they back? No, they're not back. <laughs> you know, so th- this sort of feels like the standard 2017 edition of the Cubs. But, um, for, you know, uh, you can draw these comparisons to the early 2000s with the, with the Dodgers and the um, and the Indians where uh, obviously the A's are, are, I think, are the last team to have a 20-game win streak from, from that early, 2000, I think, the 2002 season. And then uh, the Dodgers were obviously looking uh like they're on pace to break uh the mariners record from 2001 or 2000 right um so uh it's been it's been shocking to see uh what's happened to the dodgers i, I don't think that it i mean a 20 game streak requires um a bit of, of of luck but like of course cleveland has has a talent to to pull that sort of yeah. thing off and, and you know they're fully healthy for them or they've been pretty much healthy they've been getting contributions from all over that lineup so that's been really impressive i don't know what 
I don't know what to make of the Dodgers right now, but I, I would still contend that like the Indians are probably my favorite in the American League, even with the Astros going and get Verlander. Um, I think the Indians have been there. Uh, they've almost done that, and I think they're ready to, to kind of finish the job this year, whereas the Dodgers, I mean, what what can you say about a team that, that's just completely fallen apart uh, th- at this point in the season? Yeah, I think they... Uh, I- I think personally they let the Arizona Diamondbacks get to them a little bit. Uh, the D-backs have owned them kind of most in the second half of the year. And for looking forward to the playoffs, you think you wonder if they got into their heads so much that they threw a bunch of these guys off their games. And uh, couldn't happen at a worse time. you got to think they better really right this ship in the next couple of weeks or they'll be in some serious trouble come playoff time. Before we get into our breakdown of top fan duel picks for tonight's games john i want to invite our listeners to follow me paul bruno at statsman 22 and you can follow john at johnny mckex uh let's go through the matchups john with a quick preview of tonight's projected starters and noting that we're only going to take on games that are seven o'clock and beyond uh go ahead and take us through the first half pal all right so starting off our night slate we have the braves going with luis gohara at one or oh and one record with a 13-5 era going up to washington to face max scherzer uh 14-5 mark 2-3-2 era uh against the nationals uh nationals minus 315 favorites that's uh staggering and uh, <laughs> it's a it's a over under of eight in that one then we have the marlins versus the phillies we got the marlins going with dan straley nine and eight record three nine five era going to philadelphia to face aaron nola 10-10 mark 3-7 era phillies slight home favorites at minus 125 over under there sitting at nine then we have the orioles with kevin gossman 10 and 10 record era just a shade under five up in toronto to face marcus stroman 11 and 7 mark 318 era blue jays slight home favorites in that one minus 115 that's an over under of eight and a half then we have the a's with jarell cotton 7 and 10 mark 582 ERA going to Boston to face Doug Fister who's been on a tear of late uh, Boston minus 190 favorites but it's an implied high scoring game at, at even 10 for the over under it's a 710 start then we have the Mar- uh, Mariners with uh, Mike Leake uh, with 277 ERA uh, minus 110 favorites at Texas uh, facing Martin Perez uh, 12 and 10 mark 481 ERA implied over under there sitting at an 11 and then the Mets with Matt Harvey uh, four, 5 and 4 mark 582 ERA going to Chicago to face the Cubs and John Lester 10 and 7 mark 436 uh, ERA for Lester uh, Cubs heavily favored in this one minus 290 home favorites eight and a half is your over under there John our teams are in an intense rivalry and my club beat yours first two games a very key series I'm suggesting to you if the O's don't get this one tonight I think their season is done yeah I think well I think it ended last night probably but yeah yeah I mean Britain blowing that save yeah absolutely that's that's tough man it's been it's been a five I've come to the tough realization that the team is no better than a 500 team it would have been lucky to make the playoffs and if they did they would have got knocked out in the wild card game it's just kind of the the team's just not very good it's poorly constructed and it's not constructed like any other winner so uh yeah the Orioles don't deserve to make the playoffs well it's a it's a shame because you know you have a chance to go a long way if you make it there's only a few teams that do and so you can get hot at the right time and and they do have some pieces I fear that lineup offensively and uh uh, I, I still think if they could sneak in, they, they would scare some teams just with the power that they can produce. And they got to get their pitching in order. I think that's the big problem for you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Has been for years. Yeah. All right. The rest of the slate, John, has the Pirates with Tyler Glasnow, a 2-6 mark, 7.45 ERA at the Brewers and Chase Anderson. He's had a fine year, a 9-3 mark, a 2.93 ERA 
and it's reflected in the uh, uh, the money line. It's a minus 170 in favor of the Brewers and the over-under at 8.5. The Padres will throw Denelson LeMay, who I was on in a big way last week, and I got rewarded. I actually cashed with that lineup that I posted there you on go. the show. LeMay, 7-7, seven and seven, 432 ERA at Minnesota. Irvin Santana, 15-7 and seven mark, a remarkable year for the veteran. 345 is his ERA there. A favorite Minnesota is at home at minus 150, over-under at 9 for that 8-10 start. Then we got a couple of youngsters, Tyler Maley, uh, for the Reds in St. Louis against Jack Flaherty. The money line is a minus 160 for the Cards, who are still hoping to fan some flames in the in a pennant race, uh, at least for a playoff spot, I guess, the wild card. The over-under set at 9 for that one uh, at 8.15 start. The Rockies and, uh, and Arizona, this could be a playoff preview. The Rockies go into Arizona with German Marquez. Uh, 10-6 is the, the one-loss record against Patrick Corbin, 13-12 and 12 there. Minus 150 is the money line, and the over-under set at 9 for that 940 start. The Astros throw Lance McCullers Jr., a 7-3 and three record and a 397 ERA. They're a road favorite, minus 120 and 8.5 on the over-under against the Angels and Tyler Skaggs with his 1-5 record, 486 ERA and a 10-07 start. And finally, those Dodgers who snapped that ugly 11-gamer throw you Darvish on the mound a two and three record of 534 he's not been very good for LA uh, since he joined them though they are heavy favorites in San Francisco against Matt Moore and his five and 13 record of 531 ERA and uh, all right John let's get into this uh, with our starting pitchers look we start there all the time taking a look at the top end of the tool board uh, the FanDuel board where we see six hurdlers at or above the 8500 mark starting from the bottom up I'm going to take a shot at this my friend and I'm going to say I'll be nervous choosing Gossman because too many Blue Jays have a good history against him in head-to-head play, though he's done a little bit better this season against them. I still am a little nervous. There's too many crooked numbers there. Patrick Patrick Corbin against the potent Rockies lineups makes no sense to me as a value play. I fade Scherzer, even though his win probability and game score should be solid. It's just too much money at 10,800 bucks. And then Darvish, like I said, he's been inconsistent against a struggling for a struggling Dodgers team, rather. So I don't trust him, quite honestly. Santana's been roughed up for his part over the last two starts. And for me, out of this group, that leaves John Lester as my favorite here. And I like this guy because he's had seven solid starts in his last nine appearances. And his opposite number, Matt Harvey, has been less than ordinary. Not pitching like the Dark Knight, but rather more like Ed Harriet uh, for, for the Mets this season. So he should be easing pickings for the Cubs offense. Do you agree or disagree, John? No, I'm with you there on on Lester having the uh, the high win probability there, and you know I think that as as the show progresses, you'll see that I think the Cubs uh, should be able to take advantage of that matchup offensively. Um, I'm also with you uh, as far as Gossman is concerned. Uh, my one disagreement here is probably on Scherzer. Um, he he is the top pitching guy, and he's priced as such at ten eight. But I mean, we've seen seen him closer to twelve thousand. Uh, different points this year obviously uh, his last couple starts uh, since coming back from that neck thing uh, haven't been your, your typical Scherzer but he's going against the Braves lineup that's really kind of just trying to get their feet wet as uh, heading into 2018 uh, and the, the Braves have a young pitcher on the mound so uh, I believe that the Nationals should have plenty of run support for Scherzer not that he really needs it um, but I, I think that that minus 310 favorites I mean that's just staggering to me um, I think that Scherzer uh, is the safest play and I was able to build a lineup around him so 
I do like Scherzer tonight of these top end guys. And then uh, with Santana, I would feel better about uh, using him uh, tonight, but uh, his road, his road splits are a lot better than his home splits. He's been pretty middling at home and you pointed out that, uh, you know, that he's been roughed up a little bit uh, in recent starts. So I'm probably off of Santana uh, just a little bit, even though, um, you know, maybe uh, a matchup against the Padres is something that, that can kind of neutralize those bad home, home road splits there. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And then, you know, moving down into the next tier, uh, I guess the guy that that stood out to me um, from that from that tier is is uh, Santana's opposite member, uh, Denelson LeMay, a uh, guy that you pointed out to last week. Like you said, two seven three ERA in his last five starts. I'm just a little bit gun shy about using him uh, in an opposing park where where the Twins hit seven home runs in the first seven innings last night. That's a that's an offense that's primed for the playoffs. Um, so I'm a little bit gun shy on using LeMay, even though I've I've liked his track record of late. John, I might move down and select my starter of choice for tonight in this range in the 8400 to 78. I'm leaning to, toward Doug Fister here. I like the way, well, I didn't like the way he dominated the Blue Jays, but I like the way he looked in dominating the Blue Jays. It was typical of six of his last seven starts, all of the quality variety where he's rung up a pretty high strike uh, strikeout rate. So, and he's backed by that deep Boston offense and facing Cotton on the other side, on the other uh side of the, of the lineups, uh, the lowest rated pitcher on today's board. So I look at that as a bit of a mismatch in, face, in favor of Fister in Boston. It looks like a high, very high win probability to me. So I'll take the savings here. And uh, I wonder if you have any thoughts on any of the remaining pitchers under 7,300. I'm a little scared of all of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, the, yeah this is where we get into a bit of, uh, you know, we've talked about the September call-up uh, type of uh, factors here i think maybe tyler glass now uh you know he's starting to show the promise that uh many people have built up to have for him um and he's going against a brewers lineup that that really has kind of uh struggled in the second half so maybe maybe glass now deserves a little bit uh, of attention i mean you're not going to start german marquez uh, out in arizona and you're you're not going to start matt moore even though he's he's uh you know facing a dodgers lineup that has obviously yeah. uh struggled mightily yeah. um you know this is a matchup where, where matt moore quite frankly he's been arguably the most disappointing starting pitching starting pitcher in all of baseball this season so it's hard to justify uh using a guy like him and then martin perez i mean the over under in that game is sitting at 11 so there's going to be a lot of offense in that game so you don't want to get a pitcher from that matchup yeah we might see some football scores on the board and speaking of football uh it's time to get into our promo john with FanDuel, and that is a reminder that fantasy football fans the wait is over we've come through week one FanDuel is a place to be uh, for your fantasy football for everyday fans so jump on that opportunity there's new contests starting every week there's no busted seasons there's something for everyone in fact lots of contests to choose from starting for as low as a dollar just pick a contest choose your team and watch your score in real time uh, in terms of week one john there were plenty of surprises right off the thursday nighter i mean i pay, i went heavy on the pats uh, in terms of of that uh, game and I was not rewarded at all Tom Brady looked every bit of his 40 years and and was really off target like I haven't seen him in a long time and uh, the cards lost their bell cow running back David Johnson it's been a long time since a consensus number one pick overall in most drafts has uh, 
blown up like this. He, he might be lost for a long time. I know you'll have a little more to say on that. You filled me in before we went to air. Uh, he was at no worse than number two in most season-long drafts, and a lot of those guys that went big uh, on him are really licking their wounds this morning. And uh, uh, Zeke played for the Cowboys and might play there all year long. So I'm happy for that in terms of the, the Dallas uh, possibility for success. But still, this guy's got to clean up his act. What say you about the names that I've mentioned? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously the Cowboys are, are a totally different team uh, when Zeke's on the field. So as long as that legal process is stalling out and he's on the field, then uh, Cowboys should be in pretty good shape. Um, I think that the David Johnson injury went ahead and kind of exposed everyone's fears about uh, that Cardinals team. I mean, he, he was a guy that's so versatile in the run and, and the pass game. And like, it's no wonder why he was pretty much the consensus uh, number one overall pick. So uh, with him gone, you see a really old and kind of, I wouldn't say washed up, but but just like diminished skill set, Carson Palmer. Yeah. Uh, we have a receiving core that's just like not all that great at this point. And the defense is actually a lot more uh, able to be picked on that than maybe a lot of people expect. Just because the names of Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson are there uh, doesn't mean that, that that entire unit is as good as it has been in recent years. So I think the Cardinals are in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be worried about the Patriots. The, the last time that the Chiefs beat the crap out of the Patriots in the regular season, I believe the Patriots uh, got written off and then they went ahead and beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. So exactly. it, it's uh, it's way too early to, to really, like you can never count out the Patriots. They're, they're, they're like Michael Myers or Jason, like you know they get knocked down but they're they're just going to come back and take everyone out so you know wouldn't be worried about them john you and i are two of the two and a half million players who have actually won a cash prize playing on fanduel we invite everybody to take advantage of our special offer for new users where they can sign up today on fanduel.com slash rw for for signing up you get a free six-month rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the nfl sunday million which offers more than one million dollars in cash prizes with your first deposit on fanduel just visit fanduel.com slash rw of course these contests are void where prohibited all right partner let's get into our position by position picks starting with the catchers as usual where we see another narrow skew from top to bottom beginning with five top picks at three thousand or above break them down for us will you uh, starting up at the top here, you know, you got your standard uh, Buster Posey, but he is in San Francisco. Uh, he's checking in at 3,400, uh, but he is going against you, Darvish. So that's a very tough matchup. Uh, obviously, Posey just doesn't have a, a ton of home run potential in that park, it seems like. Um, so even though he is the, you know, the best uh, offensive catcher in baseball, uh, I don't love him for DFS purposes again. So I'm probably fading him. Robinson Torinos has been, has been great though. Right. Um, over, you know, over the, over the second half of the season, you know, since they got rid of Luke Roy and just kind of turned to Torinos, um, he's, you know, he's completely answered the bell, yeah. um, in, in pretty much every respect. So going, going against Seattle, uh, in his home park in Texas, where, where the, there's a high implied over under there. Um, if you don't spend up at catcher, then I, I could definitely see uh, you, you know getting as many bats as possible as you can from the Seattle Texas game, and Torinos would certainly be one to to consider. And then uh, you know Tucker Barnhart uh, going against a, a young pitcher uh in in uh, st louis and, and yadi molina on the other side of that game both of those guys uh should be in line for for quality matchups there it's just i'm not totally sure i'm going to be able to squeeze either of those salaries into my lineup but i think that um anyone from chirinos to barnhart to to molina are certainly worth uh the the money if you can if you can swing it well i'm going to try i went cheap on the pitcher so i'm going to fit either uh 
Molina or Chirinos in there. I like them both. For his part, Molina has continued a solid second half. John wielding one of the hottest bats among all catchers of late, particularly seven hits in his last four games heading into tonight's game uh, on the current Cardinals homestand. And tonight faces an unproven Tyler Maley on the mound for the Reds. He's leading a St. Louis charge toward a possible wild card. He and his mates won't stumble in this matchup, in my opinion, so he might be a good bet, good safe bet tonight if you can fit him into the lineup. Chirinos, you said it, is the other guy in this top group who earns my accolades too due to a solid current hitting streak that sees him with a five-gamer, including two multi-hit outings. He's also got those 17-round trippers on the year, and Mike Leake has been known to give up a high homer rate of late as well. What about the remaining backstops below $3,000, John? Um, I think Lucroy has a little bit of appeal uh, here tonight, but you know he, you're not getting the same Jonathan Lucroy you, you have in years past. No. Um, Wilson Contreras, I think, could be a nice play now that he's back uh, going against Matt Harvey. Uh, again, you'll see that I do like plenty of Cubs bats. Uh, in this one, um, but I'm going to go a little bit against the grain here to try to try to separate myself. Um, go go, you know, a little counterintuitive because generally I don't use Yasmani Grandal against left-handers, um, but I will uh, make an exception in this case when he's going against Matt Moore. So he's my catcher uh, for tonight, checking in at 2800. So it's a you know not not too hefty of a, of a price to pay for a bat of that quality. And then you know you 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 got to also consider that Matt Moore is probably not long for this game. Uh, at which point Grandal will get some exposure to the right-handed relievers on the Giants, and I think that you know that that should able or enable him to have a profitable evening. The only other name that I'll add to this range is uh, got to be JT Real Muto for me. He's been really raking over the last two weeks. He gets Aaron Nola, who's been roughed up quite regularly over the past month. So I'll take the hot bat over the cold pitcher every time, John. Uh, then we go over to first base. We see the usual names uh, in the top tier. So we'll bring it down a little bit lower instead of talking about the same four or five guys. Let's take it down to 3,500. Your breakdown on, let's say, the top half of the pit, uh, the first base options, John. Okay, so outside of you know your, your standard Goldschmidt's um, and so on, so the thirty five hundred range uh, up to four thousand or so, um, I do like uh, Joey Gallo a fair bit. Um, you know, again, uh, touching on that Texas game, um, I think that he's certainly uh, someone that that has the pop potential to to really like pay off with just one swing of the bat. Um, so I would be considering him. Uh, Matt Olson quietly has been doing has been having an excellent September. Uh, out in Oakland, I know he has a tough matchup against a you know a, a guy in Doug Fister that's really kind of uh, turned it on uh, of late. Um, but I, um, I want to hear what you have to say about this tier. But I, I do have another uh, guy uh, at first base uh, down a little bit cheaper than you than we usually go to when we're talking first base. Yeah, I've got one in the bargain range too. We'll save that too. But I want to react to the first tier, and I like Anthony Rizzo a lot. I'm really thinking that tonight's a good opportunity to stack Cubbies against the struggling Matt Harvey and Rizzo for his part's been picking it up uh, consistently of late so I think that's a pretty good value even at $3,900 John so I feel really confident about that one and then in terms of the mid-tier I like Joe Joe Mauer's put together a fine year $3,300 not usually linked with the top power hitters but he hits for he gets on base a lot and he's in the middle of that batting order that's been pretty consistent all season long so uh, I think a pretty safe bat 
there at $3,300. Chris Davis scares the bejesus out of me when he plays in Toronto. He's been really quiet for two (laughs) games, and you just have to think that he's due to run into one sooner or later, and he has a good history against Marcus Stroman. So that's another name I'll throw out in that tier before you chirp about the Orioles. And then uh, what about any bargains below 3000 John? I'm going to give a shout-out to Justin Smoke. I cannot believe this guy's priced at $2,900. Considering the matchup that he has, the Jays have clobbered Gosman in their careers. This guy's been part of that mix, and, uh, and he's had an all-star caliber season. A little quiet in the last few days, but uh, very consistent. And, and uh, I, I think he, if, if I call the stadium and tell him he's, he's priced at $2,900, I think that's going to fire this guy up. I'm at the ballpark tonight. I might just whisper in his ear. There you go. I mean, uh, yeah, that, I can't believe that, that Smoke is priced at that um, range as well because he has been uh, so consistent uh, throughout this entire season. And I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think this is really uh, kind of a juicy matchup for him. So I would be uh, surprised if he doesn't uh, make hay off of that off of that price tag. Um, I do like Danny Valencia a fair bit as well. Um, I think he's going against a left-hander. Um, that's where, that's where, you know, he has a nice home run rate, uh, five home runs in 115 at bats. Um, he's got a, an OPS close to 900, um, against Southpaw. So I think that Valencia at just 2,500 provided that he is in the lineup, he's a guy that you got to make sure because the, the Mariners do like to platoon at a lot of spots, but if he's in there, uh, 2,500, that really gives you a lot of flexibility, especially, um, if you are to, to spend up at your pitcher spot. All right, let's move over to second base, John, and look at the top tier down to $3,600. I really like DJ LeMayhew here for $3,600. He's been consistently north of that 300 batting average all season long and has a solid 13 for 34 history and a a platoon advantage over Patrick Corbin, uh, the opposing starter. For me, he's a clear favorite here, but who else might you be uh, looking at in this top tier? Um, You know, for as... As disillusioned as I am with the Orioles, I think that the, the Jonathan scope at 3,500 is a bit below uh, where he probably should be priced. I know this is a relatively tough matchup for him, um, but 3,500 for a guy that that's you know near the league lead in, in so many different batting categories, uh, RBI especially, um, you know, and, and his power from from the second base spot is you know almost unmatched. Um, so I, I do like him a fair bit if you're going uh, for the expensive route at second base. Uh, what do you think about the price? on D Gordon $4,000 I mean he's had a pretty good week but I'm scared because he's not a not a power hitter and uh, I know you've talked me out of going going this route a few times this season so I wonder what your opinion is on the D Gordon matchup against Philadelphia uh you know this could be a situation where where uh Nola Nola is is uh he struggles to hold base runners on and it, you know, D Gordon can always sense that. Um, he always has like th- that ability to kind of, uh, scare the pitcher whenever he gets himself on base yeah. and, and he has a better on base ability that, than like a Billy Hamilton or something. So, you know, if you're paying up for Gordon, you're paying up for the speed aspect. You're, you're paying for, you know, him, him, uh, you know, being, being on first base and the Mariners hit a double and he scores from first, you know, w- with no problem, you know, he's able to take that extra base almost every time. So, um, I think that this matchup against Nola, who hasn't pitched as well as he was, you know, from that stretch from, you know, mid June to, to mid August, where I think he went 10 straight starts with, uh, under three earned runs allowed. Uh, he hasn't been that same guy since. So I do think that D Gordon with that price tag, he'll sneakily be uh, low owned. So I think there, there is some room for profit, uh, here as well, but just because that price tag 
is going to scare people off. Yeah, interest scares me off looking at it. I'd rather go down a little bit lower in this grouping. And let's take a look at that bottom half from 3,400 down. I like a couple of veterans here. Robbie Cano. I'm not scared about the lefty-on-lefty matchup because that lefty that he's facing is Martin Perez. He's going to get lit up tonight in that game that I think we both got exactly. a piece of in the over-under. But the other guy I'm looking at is uh, the Boston captain and leader, Dustin Pedroia. This is his time of year, and he's starting to warm up, folks. He just came back off an injury. Uh, that might be a blessing in disguise because this guy's such a gamer. He gives, gives it all. He's got every game day in, day out. And he's come back, and what's he done? He's been hitting the lights out ever since uh, he returned to the lineup a few games ago. Tonight gets a good matchup against a young Oakland pitcher who I think is going to be overmatched for the moment against uh, the Boston roster, and Pedroia will be in the middle of most of the trouble he faces, in my opinion. What about your views on this second, the rest of the second baseman here? Um, my favorite one fr- from around this area is, I would say, Ian Happ of, of the Cubs. This is the start of my Cubs stack. Um, you know, going against Matt Harvey, uh, who's, you know, he hasn't pitched a ton this season. But, I mean, looking at his peripherals here, um, his strikeouts per nine is under seven. That's that's just unfathomable for a guy that, that's as good as he's supposed to be. Uh, he's giving up two home runs per nine innings. That I mean, that's almost unheard of uh, for a starter. So that, you know, he's just in deep trouble right now. Um, I don't I don't really see things getting better for him uh, the rest of the season. And Ian Happ mo- does most of his damage against right-handers to begin with. 17 of his home runs this year have come against right-handers. So I think that this all lines up uh, extremely well. And to, to get uh, exposure to a Cubs stack for just three grand, um, I think it is, you know, that screams out as one of the, my favorite bargains of the day. That's a great call, John. And if you're looking for bargain basement value, take a look at Ryan Goings, who's been moved up in the Jays batting order of late because he's been remarkably productive, particularly with runners on base, priced at only $2,500. If the Jays get uh, Gosman on the ropes, as I should suspect they might, I, I expect Goings to be a part of that. So uh, for $2,500, that might be a flyer worth taking. Uh, if we look at the third base situation where we see the usual suspects above $3,500, there's a trio of guys who stand out for me. John uh, Bryant of the Cubs, he's part of a, that stack against a vulnerable Harvey. That makes complete sense. There's no, not much explanation. Turner for the Dodgers, despite the team struggles, continues to be a re- remarkably consistent and productive. And he earns a platoon advantage tonight against the struggling Matt Moore. I think that screams good value at the high end. But of this group, I'm taking Kyle Seeger as my guy tonight. He's on a nine-game hit streak with five homers mixed in. People not listening to this pod will fade him because of the lefty-on-lefty matchup that you see at a cursory glance. But he's got an OPS of 1.227, including four homers as part of 16 hits and 38 at-bats in the head-to-head sample against the opposing pitcher tonight. So he stands out as my favorite in this group. Uh, What do you think? Oh, I, I really like that call. That's an interesting one on, on Seager. I think that, you know, you and I have gone back and forth on, on getting after Mariners and Rangers bats tonight. And I think that he sneakily, um, you know, he's always kind of under the radar because yeah. he plays in Seattle and in a, on a team with Cano and Cruz and so on. So uh, he kind of gets the third fiddle there, but he's a very productive player, very dangerous. And uh, this this game is going to have a ton of runs and he's going to be part of it. Um, but I just can't, I can't go away from from Chris Bryant uh, right now. I know that that over the last you know two weeks he has, he's struggled a little bit OPS still just just shy of 900 though so that's still pretty strong overall um, I just think that you know regardless of his recent track record I think that Matt Harvey 
should be what cures uh, what ails the Cubs for the most part this evening. So 3,800, you know, when we see Chris Bryant, you know, upwards of 4,500, uh, some of the time I think that he makes plenty of sense. And I wouldn't mind using your guy, Josh Donaldson, against uh, Kevin Gossman either. I think that Gossman can certainly serve one up to, to a guy like Josh Donaldson. Yeah, who do you like below the $3,500 mark, John? There's some interesting names there down down there too. Um, I, you know, I'm confused as to why Jake Lamb, you know, sort of like what you're saying I about smoke. Hear you. I mean, I, I get it though, because Lamb really has, has kind of fallen as a guy that has him in a bunch of season long leagues. He has not been the same guy in the second half. Um, but I think that anytime that you get him for under 3000, that that's just a bit too much of an overcorrection for what he's been doing, uh, versus how talented, he, talented he's, he actually is. I know he's going against Marquez. Who's, you know, one of the more promising young pitchers, uh, for the Rockies, but you know, this is a game in Arizona, uh, the, the, the diamondbacks, one of the more comfortable hitting teams when they're in their home park. Um, overall, I mean, they're, they're so dangerous when, when it's at chase field. Um, so I think getting Lamb uh, at 2,900, I mean, the only concern here for me is like, you know, it makes you wonder if it's a trap because it stands out so much. Yeah. I think that one, that one leaped off the page to me too. So a great call there. I, in this range, I like Devers as part of the Boston stack tonight, John, this kid continues to hit with eight safeties in his last five games. And this looks like the tasty matchup for the Beantown brigade. I already mentioned they're, they're looking at a, at a wide eyed pitcher on the mound tonight i do believe and he will also get the edge in this left righty versus lefty matchup and that's all for thirty three hundred dollars as well there's eduardo escobar right up there with other power hitting corner infielders over the last two weeks with a smoking hot homer stroke of late another platoon advantage for him for only thirty two hundred dollars so that's some other interesting plays that uh, i think uh, there are some bargains attached to these names now let's look over to the shortstop position where we see five premium guys over thirty five hundred dollars your thoughts john um I, th- this is a this is probably where i'm gonna have to save some money i'm, I'm gonna go a little bit cheaper in this range um but i, I do like again j- you know just going the elvis andrews route uh he's having a career year nails yeah. he, he is four yeah he's four thousand so that's expensive but that, that might drive the ownership down and again you know just just getting as much exposure to that game uh as possible uh, is not a bad idea in my mind but are you approaching this one or are you going a little bit cheaper i'm i'm like i'm liking the call on andrus but if i don't go with him there's a couple other names that i think are are surprises below the 3500 dollars range considering when you when you consider gene segura and carlos correa i mean who would have ever expected correa to be down here at any point during the season both are enjoying fairly co- productive years but correa has been a little quieter than i would have expected of late maybe that accounts for the discount but uh, i'm going to flip a coin between these two guys i like where they're hitting in their respective order and like what they can bring to the table in tonight's respective matchups so they both look like bargains to me can you help me decide um whew, that, that, that is pretty tough there um i do like uh i probably like segura right now i know i know the correa uh talent wise probably has the edge and you know in terms of power too and i gotta like that i like that matchup a lot for correa but i like the matchup for, for both of them honestly i probably uh give the lean to segura just because he's a hundred dollars cheaper um and he's in a, a more hitter friendly ballpark um but i also wanted to touch on jorge, on uh, jorge polanco uh, of the of the twins you know over the last 30 days he has one of the higher uh, weighted on base 
averages of any set of any shortstop. It, you know, it's a 429, which is astronomically high. Uh, it's actually higher than what Francisco Lindor has over the last month. So for him to be just 3,500, I might need to kind of rejigger some things in my lineup to try to fit him in and maybe maybe one other twin to kind of pair him up with. Well, I wonder if we have room to pick a, pick a, one of the big bats on the in the outfield, John, there's a mitt full of names in the plus 4,000 range. And for me, I'm, I'm shocked that Carlos, uh, Giancarlo Stanton hasn't hit a home run in two games. So I think he's in a major slump, and he's got a snap out of it tonight against Aaron Nola. And I might lean on him just because. Uh, I, I think some of the other names here, they, they don't have as favorable matchups. Uh, Mookie Betts, you've talked me out of this guy more often than not. So I just fade him for $4,300 at this point, not giving me a return. Uh, I've, I've been blo- burned by him. I think, he, I think he, he killed he killed it last night, but I think, yeah, in, in general, he has been kind of kind of off uh, this year. Certainly uh, not hitting to those levels that we were expecting, uh, you know, if you were going after him in season long. So I'm with you there. I'm, I'm about, not mad at you for fading a Red Sox. Who, who's your guy in the top tier then? Uh, I mean, I like I like in this group Stanton in a big way because of the matchup he gets and the fact that he's overdue after being in a ter- terrible slump for two games. Yeah, that yeah, it's just a devastating two-game slump. That I mean, that's the point we've gotten to with him. It's absolutely absurd. He's freaking Paul Bunyan out there. But um, uh, I would say uh, JD Martinez again. You know, you, you want to get a piece of that Arizona offense when it's at home. Uh, he's forty-six hundred, so that's pretty expensive. Um, but I think he he has something like twelve home runs in his last like sixteen games or something absurd like that. JD Martinez has been an absolute revelation since coming over to the to the Diamondbacks and you know joining an actual. Uh, uh, winning team. Um, but I think, you know, uh, a guy like Reese Hoskins is a little bit interesting as well. You know, I don't think that you and I have talked about him enough no. for, for what, for what he's done. Um, you know, 16 home runs in his first, what, 32 career professional games. And that is, I mean, that's just un unbelievable. So, uh, you know, he, draw, he draws a pretty good matchup here against Dan Straley. Um, he's just, he's just so red hot right now it's hard to make an argument against using him if you if you do have like you know the 41 or 4200 dollars uh, to spend on an outfielder then i think hoskins has to be your guy what about if we drop it down to the 3900 to 3600 i'll give you four names to think about john nelly cruz crushes lefties faces martin perez tonight 3900 dollars. there's got to be a way to fit this guy into a lot of lineups just given the quality of that that mismatch and and cruz's history uh, against port siders george springer also gets a good matchup against tyler skaggs 3700 dollars the price tag there but the two guys that i'm most on in this group are kyle schwarber because of that tasty matchup against uh, the mets and uh Odubel Cabrera for the Phillies at $3,600 makes good sense as well as a, a sneaky power bat that you can fit into this group and, and justify with the fact that he's been having a pretty good year himself. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. Um, I think, uh, you know, on the other side or a little bit uh, further down the list, uh, we go uh, a guy like Robbie Grossman or, or Manuel Mongar- Margot, you know, two guys on opposite ends of the uh, Padres versus um, Minnesota game. I think both of us agree that that game uh, might not have the level of pitching that, that um, you might expect just looking on paper. Um, but I really like Mitch Hanniger tonight. Um, he's a guy that uh, is on the Mariners. Um, so he, you know, again, touching on the Mariners here uh, over his last two weeks, uh, slashing 462, 462, 827. So that's an OPS uh, well, like just under 1300. Uh, that's absolutely insane production. Uh, four home runs in 11 RBI in that stretch. And again, you know, he's, he's facing a soft matchup in Texas where the ball is going to fly. So that's a really, really nice way to get uh, like smoking hot production for just 3,100 in your outfield. 
You know what? I'm going to throw another name out there that's been really productive and it's going to smart a little bit because it's Kevin Pillar, John. This guy of late has really rediscovered his early season groove and it's looking like he's finishing the season strong. Not only does he make the highlight reels for the, the crazy catches, but he's been hitting the lights out the last couple of weeks and uh, been very productive for the Blue Jays for $3,100. And I hate to say this, but in the head-to-head matchup against against your starter, he's 10 for 22. Uh, that's a pretty good clip. Uh, an OPS yeah, that's, of that's one pretty season. significant. So uh, I think it makes sense to throw him into the lineup, and I will for, for the, the low price tag to round out my squad. Which brings us to an, out, uh, an opportunity to take a look at the teams we compiled for tonight. John, who do you like uh, in your starting lineup this evening? All right, so my lineup, again, uh, was built around Max Scherzer, so I uh, had to go a little bit uh, cheap on bats at different parts. Um, I went with Scherzer, and then I had Grandal at 2800 uh, as my catcher, Danny Valencia checking in at 2500 um, getting the platoon advantage here from that Mariners lineup. Uh, then we move on to my, my Cubs stack around the infield. Ian Happ at second base for just 3000 uh, Chris Bryant um, for, for 3800 and then uh, Javi Baez, who I know uh, hasn't been hitting as hot of late, but again, he's just you know getting a getting a piece of that Cubs stack. I think makes some sense to me. And then moving on to my outfield again, Mitch Hanniger um, is a guy that's just on, on an absolute tear right now. Uh, Yasiel Puig at just 3100 is a guy that uh, going against Matt Moore. I think that the Dodgers might might sort of really really come out of their slump uh, tonight, and I think Puig would be part of that. And then uh, taking a bit of a flyer here, we'll we'll see if he's in the lineup. But if he is, 2600 for Jason Worth yeah. a, against a young Braves um, pitcher that that really has kind of. Uh, struggled early in his major league career, and I think that that Worth definitely gets a platoon advantage here. And I think that he uh, is a nice like cap relief uh, type of option to to round out my outfield. All right, and and what I've done is I went a little cheaper than you at the on the mound. I went with Fister. I like the f- consistency that he offers tonight. The high win probability against visiting A's, and. Uh, I have Yadier Molina, one of the top and the catchers on the board. $3,300 is not that big a price tag, managing to fit him in. The insulted Justin Smoke, who's going to have a little chit-chat with me before the game tonight, $2,900. Dustin Pedroia raking like he does at this time of year every year. $3,300 is a low price tag for him. Kyle Seeger in the middle of that infield with... Uh, with Gene Segura uh, for Seattle against Texas makes a good two-thirds of a stack possibility for $36 and $3,300 against a very vulnerable Martin Perez. Then my outfield shakes down as the follows with Kyle Schwarber uh, uh, taking a shot at uh, at Matt Harvey tonight, I think, for $3,600. He's pretty vulnerable, Harvey is, so the Cubbies could really be a good stack possibility there. Odubel Cabrera, the sneaky pick that I think fits in nicely into my lineup for $3,600. Like what he's doing to, uh, of late. And then Pilar, of course, I really like what he's doing of late for that low price tag of $3,100 against your Orioles tonight. Looks like a bargain to me. Uh, what does the Rotowire lineup optimizer uh, have in store for us tonight, John? I know they agree with you Optim- on the pitcher. Yep, optimize. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with with the Rotowire pitching selections. Usually, usually they get that uh, right more times than not. So Scherzer is your pitcher here for the optimized lineup. Uh, following that up with the Jonathan Lucroy um, at catcher, Eric Thames and Neil Walker. So a little bit of a miniature Milwaukee stack going against Tyler Glass. Now that's kind of interesting. Uh, Jake Lamb at twenty nine hundred, a guy that you and I both pointed to as, as a nice value this evening. Uh, Trevor Story on the other side of that game at just three thousand. 
And then moving on to the outfield, George Springer, Ian Desmond, and Stephen Piscotty. John, before we close out this week's episode, uh, I'm wondering if I should, why I should, should I be feeling as excited as I do with the debuts in Toronto in September of uh, names like Teoscar Hernandez and Richard Urania, or are these two typical short-term blips for a pair of September call-ups that mean very little? Uh, I mean, there must be other teams out there with other fans crowing about similar September debuts. How do you look at stuff like this? Well, uh, especially when when you're sort of out of the out of the playoff hunt, like both of us are, you know, like the the September call-ups are bring you a little bit ray of optimism for for what's coming up uh, next year. And don't you guys? I, I know that Teoscar Hernandez was a part uh, of a deal from earlier in the season, right. and I think he could certainly be a part of your team moving forward. But don't you guys have like a Dwight? Uh, Smith, you guys have a few other uh, kind of promising outfielders, outfield prospects. So I would feel very good about uh, what's coming up, coming down the pipeline for for your Blue Jays in terms of a, a bit of a youth infusion. So um, looking at that kind of stuff is always exciting, especially you know on teams that, that are um, you know more willing to to let their young players play play out the end of the season, kind of get their feet wet at the major league level. I mean, the Orioles did that last year with Trey Mancini, and that that obviously worked out uh, yeah. pretty well for this year no question it's going to be an interesting off season as it always is but we've got a few more weeks of regular season to go through and uh, we'll be touching on that in future FanDuel episodes on Wednesdays we can listen to the FanDuel podcasts on Rotowire every day Monday to Friday and uh, there you have it for this one for John McKechnie who's a great follow at Johnny McKex I'm Paul Bruno and you can follow me at Statsman22 we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks come back to listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition so long everybody Thank you.